In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Hello and welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and this series is in cooperation with the Cinda Academy. Cinda is a nonprofit organization that's bringing you thought leadership from leaders and business experts from around the world. You can learn more about Cinda under www.cinda.org. And not only do we have leaders and business experts from all over the world, we also have listeners from all over the world. So good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you may be listening from today. And if you're new to this series, let me tell you what this series is about. Leadership Beyond Borders is about the impact, globalization, digital transition, and the connected world is having on our organizations and what this impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success. In this series, we've talked about everything from artificial intelligence and data protection regulations to leadership issues such as gender balance, generational management, and business values that may impact your organization or your individual career. So please listen to us live, 3 p.m. Pacific time every Tuesday, or you can download this series on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. In this series, you can listen to great advice, leadership success stories that you can learn from, stories that can motivate you, stimulate new ideas, and possibly even be the key to your success. Please send me an email, Kimberly Lewis at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Connect with me. I'd like to hear what you want to hear on this show. So if you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, regardless if your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week and we'll make sure that you take away something useful for your business or yourself. Now on to what we're going to talk about today. Marketing practices are adapting to this new coronavirus crisis, and they're adapting in both the B2B and the B2C sectors. E-commerce is surging among SMBs with online orders and pickups in local markets. And as these demands are shifting, demands are also shifting in product orders and distributing orders and distribution channels such as marketing channels such as performance and affiliate marketing are also changing. But this disruption is not only negative, but we do see some negative disruptions in injuries such as travel, but we're also seeing new opportunities in other industries, providing there are new opportunities with different products, products that were previously not associated with programs such as affiliate marketing. And all this is happening as small businesses are trying to educate themselves about online marketing programs and programs that they never explored before, such as performance marketing and affiliate marketing. Now, this episode is going to take a look at the different marketing channels with a focus on affiliate marketing and performance marketing. And we're going to talk to an expert, a a serial entrepreneur who has invested in a number of these companies at the very beginning when these companies were being founded. And he's also an expert in small businesses and startups. And we spoke with him a couple weeks ago. And we'd like to introduce today again Greg Shepard, the CEO and founder of Boss Capital Partners. He is a serial entrepreneur, author, speaker, and angel investor with a legacy of building and run, running sustainable growth businesses. Driven by a transformational leadership style, Greg has superheaded multiple company exits in biotech, transit tech, ad tech, and martech space. Two of his former companies were acquired by eBay Enterprise Marketing Solutions and in January 2016 as part of a cross-brand deal totaling largely over $900 million. The transaction comprised of the purchase and sale of numerous companies, two of which were Greg's. He has won a tech deal of the year, over $250 million, private equity deal of the year, over $500 million to $1 billion, and cross-border deal of the year, $500 million to $1 billion. And most recently, he has also authored a book, which will be very soon on the market. And the book is Meet the Boss, the Agile Playwork for Startups. And this is slated to be published towards the end of the year. And if you listen to our episode on March 10th, we talked about the boss system. And as great, Greg, welcome back to the show. 
Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay. So, Greg, um, last time in our in when we had you on the show, we talked about your boss system and your investment into startups and, and um, got some tips on that. And I'd like to talk about uh, one of the fields that you invested in in, in the very beginning, um, in, in more in ad tech, okay, uh, perf- online performance marketing. Um, what made you... Uh, get interest into this field? You know, it's an interesting story. So I was working, uh, doing a startup in the uh, hosting space. So initially we were going to try to be, you know, a big hosting company like a Rackspace or Amazon Web Hosting or something. And we were doing pretty well, but the problem was back then there were no websites. So we had to build a website development company in order to get hosting companies. And so we would sell it as a package. We'd sell the website, and then we would sell the, the hosting to go along with that. In addition to that, the the crazy thing that happened was is that every time we closed a, a website, they would come back within, oh, man, maybe a week, and they would say, okay, now what? I have this website. You know, it's like having a house in the middle of the Sahara Desert, right? <laughs> Nobody knows you're there. Nobody's coming to your, you know. So it would be, you know, it's like having this store, not a house, but more like a store out there. And so I started learning about this. And at that time, you know, Google wasn't even around. Um, you know, you had Yahoo and uh, there were a few other search engines that were starting to do pay-per-click. But affiliate had already been started uh, because, you know, if you go back in the day, uh, search results were, you know, highly dependent on linking to other websites. So you would, you know, call people and send emails and say, if you link to me, I'll link to you. And then people started to put together link pages, a whole page dedicated to all the links that they had built up over time. And then people started to notice that other folks, consumers would go to the link pages to find other places to uh, shop that were like that. And then people started to say, okay, well, how about you? I'll send you a banner and you can put the banner on your website. And then every time somebody buys something from me, I'll pay you a percentage of the sale. And that's how the whole thing started. And so back then I was, you know, at the forefront of it and they were, there were uh, what, what's called an affiliate network, which is a platform of, you know, a whole bunch of, uh, publishers, those are people that are selling things, and advertisers, those are people that are trying to get people to buy their products. They're you know retailers, manufacturers, and stuff. And so there weren't any agencies. And at the time, the networks were just platforms, and all of these people needed real help. You know, they needed more than just you know, you know, a piece of software. This is back. You got to remember, this is back when you know using platforms was uh, new to people. Yeah. So. You know, and they needed banners and creatives and they needed people to try to get affiliates to come into their program and they needed to figure out what kind of campaigns they should run and all of this stuff. And so I started the first affiliate marketing uh, agency um, that would specialize in only affiliate versus, you know, everybody else was doing search, social, display, everything. And I just focused only on affiliate at that point. Mm-hmm. And and why why did you decide to only uh, um, focus on affiliate? What was it that you thought the the model would have more stability in the future, or do you think it, was it just you didn't want to deal with the rest of the mess? Was there any particular reason? It was because if you look at you know it doesn't take you know an expert to to look into the future and say okay well it's clear that the world of search engines is over like that. Mm-hmm. You know, you could see, you know, Yahoo and everybody fighting and you could, these were big, highly funded companies, you know? So, you know, when Google started to step in um, and just quickly, I mean, it was really fast how, how quickly they started to, to take demand. Uh, and then you started to see this fragmented space of display advertising. And then you look at affiliate and you say, well, let's look at this model. Mm-hmm. You don't pay unless you make a sale. You only pay the amount you want to pay, and you don't pay for canceled orders or returns. Mm-hmm. Why would anybody not want to do that? I right. mean, it was, you know, and, and in fact, when I first started, <laughs> it took a lot of effort to, to convince people that it was even real. A lot of mm-hmm. people were saying, that's not real. That's, n- nobody offers that. And so that's, that's why I chose the model. I mean, it was, you know, completely scalable. Uh, you had a world of, of 
digital entrepreneurs. These affiliates are, are in their own right, digital entrepreneurs. They're really, really good at what they do. And they were very innovative. I mean, everything starts an affiliate. So, you know, before somebody can get somebody to pay for advertising, they have to have, have something to sell. So usually what happens is people have ideas, they start an affiliate because, you know, you only pay when you get a sale. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they can get approved with the network and start promoting and figure out their business there without having to ask for any money. So it's it's a real live sandbox for people to play around with and, and build a business. Mm-hmm. And so it started to grow quickly. And I just, as an entrepreneur, I just loved the whole world of it. It was just so exciting. Yeah. And so it was a real scalable model and, and you know, it did have, it had a solid revenue model behind it, but the revenue model has also changed over the years. Um, there was a lot of playing with different kinds of revenue models in, in, in the beginning. Did you experience that until it kind of settled in? Well, there was what a huge, today? like in the very beginning, you know, they were a, a few different affiliate networks and then they sort of contracted into just a, a you know, three big affiliate networks that sort of gobbled up each other and, and became this this one single player. And when that happened, you know, you started to see people come out with uh, software so people could create their own affiliate networks. And then you had this huge contraction, um, you know, just, I mean, expansion of, of uh, affiliate networks. And so now you had hundreds and hundreds of what they called CPA networks, which are these lead development networks. And these things were like the seedy underbelly of affiliate, right? I mean, they gave affiliate a really bad reputation. Yeah. That's because they had, uh, uh, you know, these were like the, you know, infomercial ads and credit card ads and, and this sort of stuff. It was really seedy and there was a ton of fraud. It was just disaster. And so the industry sort of split up into two. One side was lead gen and the other side was retail, which is where you pay when you, when a sale is made. And I went that direction because sales were empirical, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you make a sale, you make a sale. And you make a lead and the, the uh, merchant on the other side can say, oh, it was a bad lead. You know, mm-hmm. whereas you're sitting there going, well, I don't know if it was a bad lead. Maybe your rep was bad or maybe it was a bad lead and the affiliate fraud, fraudulently created a lead and it was just a nightmare. So at that point, you know, I changed my ICP, you know, my ideal customer profile to focus only on retailers that sold physical products, actually Mm -hmm. something that shows up on your doorstep. And when that happened, you also start to see different ways of paying between paying a percentage of the sale, uh, paying a flat amount, or uh, what I coined in, I think it was 2000, the CPP, the cost plus performance hybrid, which was... Uh, right before the uh, the dot bomb, there was so much inventory out there. It mm-hmm. was a bad time to roll out that concept because the the CPM, the cost per millennial, the cost per thousand impressions pricing model was so expensive at that point that no publishers wanted to go on performance because, of course, they were going to make less money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and so so what what are you seeing now in revenue models out there? And are you still you're still somewhat involved in this area or or not at all? And and what but you're you're what are you seeing in revenue models that are out there now that are the most successful? The best practices? Yeah, I think that the you know the the cost plus uh, the the cost it's sort of been a uh, that's a very loaded question because you have attribution <laughs> that started to come in and and split things up. But I can tell you that you know basically the the uh, pressure of reduction of cost you know based on the results that the new uh, academic. Uh, analytics models produce have pressured the uh, networks. So basically, the biggest cost reduction has been in networks. Networks have received the, uh, the 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 rough side of this, and having to reduce reduce their pricing models to compensate for the re- for the return on ad spends that are required by the uh, the merchants. The affiliates are still getting you know more or less the percentage of sale. On everything, I mean that's the dominant model still to this day, except for they do get bonuses, uh, you know, for special campaigns, media buys for special campaigns, and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so Greg, we're going to take a we're going to take a short break now, and when we come back, I'd like to to talk to you about 
you know, what's going on now in, in online marketing in this area, um, especially with, with all the shifts that we're feeling um, because of the current crisis, and uh, a little bit more about, you know, on the other side, in the lead gen side, what's going on in online marketing and where your interests are and where you see the next opportunities. And for our listeners, we are talking with Greg Shepard, CEO and founder of Boss Capital Partners. He's a serial entrepreneur, author, speaker, and angel venture capital investor with a legacy of building and running sustainable growth businesses. He's the author of Meet the Boss, uh, the Agile Playbook for Startups. If you'd like to hear about that, please listen to our episode that aired on March 10th, and he talks about that. And if you'd like to learn more about the boss, please go to his website, www.gregoryshepherd.com. He's also under on Facebook under Gregory J. Shepherd, on LinkedIn under Greg Shepherd, and on Twitter under Greg Shepherd. And I'm your host, Kimberly Lewis, leadership and business expert. You can contact me with questions at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or join our linked group, LinkedIn group at Leadership Beyond Borders. Now, this broadcast is also brought to you by the Cinda Academy. Cinda is one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. Cinda holds digital conferences in Europe, and the Cinda Academy is available 24 hours a day under www.cinda.org and look for Cinda Academy. You can hear webinars, podcasts, and blogs, and thought leadership snippets on Cinda Academy. And with that, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you're an entrepreneur, you want to focus on the big picture. But a growing business requires compliance, regulations, tax issues, and more. Listen to Candy Messer and BizHelp for You. Our program takes the guesswork out of the equation in order to give you the answers and peace of mind. From payroll to labor laws to entrepreneurial tips, you'll find something new with each week's episode. BizHelp for You can be heard every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders. And today we're talking with Greg Shepard. He's CEO and founder of Boss Capital Partners. He's a serial entrepreneur, author, speaker, and angel venture capital investor with a legacy of building and running sustainable growth companies. He's also the author of Meet the Boss, the agile playbook for startups, which is slated to come up come out later this year. But we talked to him about that subject, uh, the boss uh and the book and we talked to him on March 10th so if you'd like to hear a little bit more about that listen to his uh, podcast on March 10th now today we're talking about affiliate marketing um, because Greg you you were one of the first okay in this area and um, we're an entrepreneur in this area and we just learned how you got into it 
And um, I, I'd like to talk about what's happening in it now. Okay, uh, you know, we're in the middle of a crisis. Um, see, people are worried about inventory. Other things are happening. What, where do you see affiliate marketing today? Uh, I think it's. Yeah. I think it's a great time to be in it. First of all, I mean. If you look at this COVID-19 thing and the reading that I've done on it, it says that in in previous uh, crisis, the normality that you would normally expect does not ever return the same way it did before. So, you know, you see children at home, learning at home uh, digitally, and teachers fumbling through it and trying different software and, and different meeting apps and da-da-da-da. So you see that evolving you see people shopping now. I mean, you know, there are uh, a, a ton of people shopping online now that normally would go into stores and maybe a lot of people that aren't used to it that are now going to get used to it. So, you know, you're going to see more people shopping online from this point forward, realizing that, you know, it's still a, it's, it's a good choice to do. It's more comfortable. You know, you can, this is going to change things. Um mm-hmm. And in affiliate, the the thing about affiliate that's very unique is that, you know, if you look at the compression of advertising um, before, you know, the last, I would say, I don't know, eight, nine, maybe even 10 years, you had a ton of places for advertisers to advertise and a ton of places for consumers to see that advertising. And that's compressed now. So now basically you have search engine optimization and search engine management that's paid in, in organic search. You have display advertising, which is done now all in these huge platforms. You have social media and you have affiliate. There's four channels now, mm-hmm. and they all roll into those four channels. Now, 80 cents on the dollar is spent by advertisers in search and social, and all the rest of it is picked up um, by affiliate and display. And when you look at those two models, you see basically that affiliate is all of the nooks and crannies that everybody else is missing. So this huge growth in influencers, you know, people like you who have an audience of people that trust them and, and advise them and they, you know, podcasters and YouTubers and all that. Most of those people are affiliates. And, you know, so because affiliates roots are in, hey, try something, you have nothing to lose. It, it usually is the, the foundation for, you know, new startups. Mm-hmm. So including affiliates, which are the ultimate new startup. I mean, you could be in your living room and start a YouTube channel and see if it works, right? So I think that, you know, what you're going to see is more people at home means more time for influencers to do uh, uh, a blog posts and, and product, op- you know, product new box openings and all this kind of stuff. And then you see more consumers depending on that information, right? Consumers are, they've changed. They used to have, you know, less clicks in a click stream. And now you have, you know, there's a standard of four clicks in a click stream, the introducer, the influencer, the closer, and the retriever, the retriever being a uh, abandonment retargeting company. So, you know, this has expanded affiliate. And as you start to see the the uh, return on ad spends and the cost of advertising in, you know, specifically search and social, you start to see more people moving to affiliate because it's the only model where you only pay for a sale and you only pay the amount you want to pay and you don't pay for canceled orders or returns. So, you know, logically, it's going to have the larger return on ad spends. Mm-hmm. And with with this shift, which is from that we're going through today, um, and you said you eighty percent, eighty eighty cents on the dollar goes to search engine and social. So businesses are missing this. Okay, um, do, do you have any insight to why? Okay, if I'm a business, you know, I may not have looked at affiliate as one of my first choices or influencing as my first choices. Why is it not getting you know? 40, you know, half the percentage on the dollar. It's because it's, it, it's, it's harder. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you can go into a search engine and they have built out, I mean, Google's built out these tools that are super easy to do and they basically sell you into buying more keywords. They say, oh, you should buy this, you should mm-hmm. buy that. You, should, <laughs> you know, so <clears throat> it's very, very easy to do that. And the same thing with social, right? They go, hey, yeah. you know, I want to hunt down everybody that, you know, seems like this profile person. It's very easy to do. Um, 
And when you go to affiliate, you know, you have to choose a network, you have to fill out your platform, you have to put creatives in there, you have to run campaigns, you have to approve affiliates, you have to reconcile your sales. So, you know, even though the platforms do this for you, for somebody new, it could be a little more difficult at the at the beginning, you know, to get in there, get it all set up and, and move forward. In in my previous company, you know, the that that's where we played, right? Because of that. You know, we were an agency and we would do all the work for them, go find the affiliates and work with them to do optimizations and so on and so forth. Um, so <clears throat> even though, you know, over the last five years, you know, when I sold my 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 company uh, we ended up with Pepper Jam, which is, you know, one of the largest uh, affiliate networks now. And, you know, I worked really hard to go in there and rebuild the platform to accommodate for these sort of uh, blockers, you know, for these customers mm-hmm. that came in. And, you know, so we worked really hard to make it so that it included more influencers and so that it focused a, a lot more on, on hey, listen, you, you can do this stuff yourself, you know, which mm-hmm. is the ultimate SaaS play. But there are scenarios where, I mean, we had a, I mean, a lot of customers that just needed help. I mean, it wasn't that they needed it, actually. It was more along the lines that they wanted it, right? They, they just didn't want to do it, you know? So they would pay the network to uh, manage the campaigns and do all the work as well as, uh, as, well as you know, be the platform. Mm-hmm. And how would I, as if uh, I'm a business now in this time, and and I want to get involved in this, and I want to do it. How do I go about finding, you know, an affiliate network or or finding an agency? Um, how do I know what's good and what's not good out there? Well, you separate, you, you know, you you separate networks out into different sort of uh, uh, types of networks. So. I mean, I can give them to you. ShareASale, which is owned by Affiliate Window, which is owned by Xanox out of Germany. And Affiliate Window, being the largest in uh, the UK, owns ShareASale. They bought it a few mm-hmm. years ago. And ShareASale is a, a very early stage sort of stepping stone. Their monthly minimums are low. Uh, they do have some bloggers, but it's a good place to start. And then, you know, you grow up and then you move into a bigger network like uh, a Commission Junction or Pepper Jam is the best out there right now. Um, you know, you have Rocketon, and those are like the, the, the big players. And the smaller players, like I said, ShareASale, AvantLink, um, Impact Radius, you know, there's, there's mm-hmm. a ton of networks out there. I mean, there's, yeah. there's probably, actually, there's not a ton. There's probably five, five major players now that are out there. But you know, you can you, you can start out with something, a, a smaller network with a smaller monthly minimum so that you can get your head around how the whole thing works and then move into something that has a larger monthly minimum. Um, but they all offer some form of managed services along with it. So you can use their services to help along. They have different packages depending on what your needs are and so on. I think that it's important to remember that, you know, if you're selling a, a product online, that there are, you know, these affiliates, they get people to buy your product through campaigns that they run. So if you just put your program in an affiliate network, you're not going to be that successful. You have to put together campaigns. So you look mm-hmm. for excuses for campaigns, you know, mm-hmm. so yeah, so this is like Easter, New Year's, yeah. Halloween, you know, you, you know. Uh, you know, open box day, you know, I mean, you, you, you know, anything you want. So I mean, you you always look for an excuse and then you come up with a campaign, uh, free shipping, uh, percentage off, dollar off, so on and so forth. And then you go out to your, uh, to your different uh, affiliates and then you ask them to promote it and, you know, what they need to promote it. So if it's an influencer that's a YouTuber, mm-hmm. most of the time you send them the product and they'll do like a video where they open the box and then they go through it and they say, oh, yeah, and you can see it's really strong and da-da-da-da-da and wow, this fits well and blah-blah-blah, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, or if it's, you know, a blogger, maybe they have to do a 500-word blog post on it. Maybe mm-hmm. you have to help them with that. So, you know, there is some work to do, but that stays permanently, Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you do search engine uh, bidding, it only stays there as long as you pay. Same thing with social. But the content that's put out there by influencers and affiliates stays there forever. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot better. Now, there's also coupon sites. So the coupon sites drive a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of 
a lot of a lot of sales, so like e dates yeah. and like, right? So you get into their sites, but those sites are going to cost you a little bit more because they're going to want a coupon, right? So twenty percent off. That's twenty percent off the sale price. So if you back that out, you got twenty percent off the sales price. Then on top of that, you have to pay the network, you have to pay the affiliate. So mm-hmm. you have to bake that into your cost and make sure that you're not selling. Uh, lots of products and losing money. Uh, and a lot of people don't realize that, that they're losing money until, you know, it's been, you know, until yeah, the first <laughs> Exactly. I have to laugh about the campaign because the first thing I came into mind, I'm, you know, I'm recording from Germany today and then May has six holidays in Germany. So <laughs> you could come yeah. up with a campaign for each holiday. Um, the, just a question, another question around this whole thing. So, so you know, most of these, uh, the, you can get support on this because it is a little bit more complicated. Um in the past, it was always quite associated with larger brands, okay? And now we have this whole, in this in this whole crisis, we have, you know, small and medium SMBs and SMEs that are, they're moving online. Do you think that you're going to see more SMBs or SMEs also taking advantage of affiliate? You see a, uh, I mean... All affiliate networks, you have basically ninety percent of your your business is done by you know ten percent of your of your uh, merchant base. Mm-hmm. So the majority of the of the clientele that you have as an affiliate network are smaller businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just you know there's how many you know H and M's are there right? Mm-hmm. How many you know uh, Nordstroms or whatever are mm-hmm. there? So. You know, everybody's fighting over those. Everybody's just fighting over those. And so there is a balance that affiliate networks want. uh, So you don't have too much revenue consolidation between, you know, some of those whales and then some of the smaller businesses. I think that uh, it's a shame that uh, more small businesses don't start there. I mean, they'll Mm -hmm. start in affiliate. I mean, they'll start in in, uh, Facebook, you know, social and and search, but they really should start an affiliate because it doesn't cost any that that much to get going, and you can certainly learn how to run a campaign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that I I think so too because that's what I see, especially um, in some of the small and medium businesses that I hear from. You're right; they go to social first, um, and maybe as you said, affiliate may be a little bit more complicated. It takes a little bit more time. It's a little bit more scary, I would think, um, for them, but they should probably be starting there. We're going to leave with that thought, Greg, and we're going to take a, another short break. And when we co- come back, I just want to talk to you about industry shifts you're seeing in affiliate and then what else you're seeing um, globally in the market now with what we're going through as far as investments into online marketing companies and and um, online marketing in general. And for our listeners, we are speaking with Greg Shepard. He's CEO and founder of Boss Capital Partners. He's a serial entrepreneur, author, speaker, and angel venture capital investor with a legacy of building and running sustainable growth businesses. He's also the author of Meet the Boss, the Agile Playbook for Startups. And this is slated to publish towards the end of the year. Now, we also interviewed Greg about The Boss on March 10th on Leadership Beyond Borders. So please listen to that. If you'd like to reach out to Greg, you can reach out to Greg at GregoryShepherd.com. That is his website. And also on Facebook under Gregory J. Shepherd. And on LinkedIn under Greg Shepard and on Twitter under Greg Shepard. And he'd love to hear from you, so please reach out to him. This broadcast is also brought to you by Cinda Academy. Cinda is one of Europe's fastest-growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. Cinda holds digital conferences in Europe. And Cinda has recently launched the Cinda Academy, which is available 24 hours a day under www.cinda.org under Cinda Academy. And on the Cinda Academy, you can hear podcasts, you can hear webinars, and you can read blogs and interchange with leaders around Europe. So with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back.
it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. It's time to take charge of your own career path. But how do you get started? First, tune in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. Each show will feature national business leaders, tips and insight from Marie and her guests, career management tools, and a weekly career smart tip. She'll help you move forward, earn that promotion, get hired into the career you want, and brand yourself. The Career Confidant is broadcast live every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Tired of the Get Rich Quick or How to Flip Home shows? Are you ready to step up your game and invest in commercial real estate? James Nelson, a top New York City broker, will show you step-by-step how to acquire, operate, and profit. You'll also hear from real estate legends on how they made their fortunes and industry experts on strategies for success. Tune into Real Estate Investing, live from New York, on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Business. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. listening to leadership beyond borders do you have a question or comment about our show please send an email to leadership beyond borders at gmail.com again that's leadership beyond borders at gmail.com now back to this week's program Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And today we're speaking with Greg Shepard, CEO and founder of Boss Capital Partners. He is a serial entrepreneur, author, speaker, and angel venture capital investment with a legacy of building and running sustainable growth businesses. He's also the author of Meet the Boss, the Agile Playbook for Startups, which will be is slated to come out at the end of this year. Now, we've been talking, um, one of Greg's earliest investments was in the area of um, affiliate marketing. So we've been talking about that today, Greg, with some great insights into it. Um, and your last words before we we um, you know, took the break was you'd wish more small businesses would start with affiliate marketing. And my question to that is, is it actually appropriate for all small businesses? Um, what are the industry shifts you're seeing, especially now um, in this COVID-19 crisis where we have businesses, small businesses being more creative? Um are there specific industry industries this is more focused to, or could it be pretty much across any kind of service or industry? I mean, obviously there has to be a product, but yeah, I mean it has to have a product first of all. So you have to have a actual product that you can ship out. That's you know critical. Um, I think that the you know what type of I think I want to make something clear that's really important. You can't build a brand on affiliates. I think a lot of small businesses come in and they go, okay, I don't have a brand and I don't have to pay for anything unless I make a sale. And then they think that the affiliates are going to market it for free and build their brand, right? That that does not happen. So these affiliates spend a lot of money and they arbitrage. I mean, they spend money marketing your product and then you know you make a sale and then they get a percentage of the sale and they count that towards the cost that they've invested and then they make the difference, right? The profit. So... It's important that, you know, if you have an affiliate marketing, um, you know, a taste for affiliate marketing and you go in, you, that you don't think, oh, I'm going to build my brand on affiliate. You have to have a brand, right? So even if you're a small business, you still have to have a brand. If you don't have a brand, then you're going to have to pay more to the affiliates to have them help you with that, right? So mm-hmm. sometimes influencers can do that, uh, you know, in one of the influencer platforms. Uh, for you, but you're going to have to pay them to do that, right? So, you may have to pay a uh, you know a fee of 500 bucks or a thousand bucks or something to get them to do the first one, and then when your brand start starts to be known and you have some data so that you can, you know, so that you show up in the affiliate network as a uh, you know as an advertiser that's making money for affiliates, then you can go from there. So it's important that you don't go in thinking. I don't have a brand. I'm just going to go build my brand in here because it it won't it just won't happen. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And that is a misconception from, from many. So, so with that, what do you see? Um, and I would, I'd like to come talk about your investment side as an angel investor now. Um, where do you see online marketing go? Where do you think the next greatest wave is? I mean, obviously, what you said is affiliate can take it, has great opportunities right now in, as we change our consumer behavior. How do you see consumer behavior changing and what could be the next, you know, big thing in online marketing? Yeah, that's a, that's a, a really good question. I think that you know, there's always been this looming uh, opportunity out there of, you know, omni-channel, which is every every channel synced into one. Basically, if a consumer goes and listens to a podcast or they go to Facebook or they uh, go to search or they go to YouTube or they go to Pinterest or Twitter or Instagram or wherever they go, they keep seeing this brand uh, everywhere, right? So mm-hmm. the idea of affiliate is to catch it's like a safety net of all of the other st- uh, of all of the campaigns and what they miss so everything that filters through the fingers of you know facebook or or you know uh, one of the social media platforms or uh, search will be caught by affiliate because they are all the nooks and crannies outside of that so i think that you know the growth of influencers has said a lot, right? I mean, you know, mm-hmm. we have, you know, influencers <laughs> told us the story that people weren't watching TV anymore. Yeah. Uh, they were watching YouTube videos, and they were watching Hulu, and they were watching, you know, Netflix, and these guys caught on to that, right? And they started to produce their own TV shows and uh, their own YouTube channels and podcasting, and everything came out. So it's consumer choice. Uh, uh, content now, right? So people consume data in different ways, but they get to choose from so many different things. So I think that, you know, in the realm of of affiliate, you have to look for something. If you want to, you know, succeed and you're competing at these big stores, you have to look for something that's an inch wide, mile deep, which is something that I do as an investor too, right? So something really unique, you know, and then you have to seed it in an environment that these consumers go to. And usually what I would tell people before when I would speak on affiliate and, and uh, you know, talk to, to advertisers and uh, agencies and other folks on it is I would tell them, I'd say, listen, if you were to really identify who your customer is and then you were to literally follow them around for like a month, right? I mean, you were like a ghost. You could see the phone calls you were making, the emails they were writing, the stores they went to, the websites they saw, the things they bought, the things they didn't buy. You would get a, a journey of that customer. And mm-hmm. once you have the journey of that customer, then you know where to, how to advertise into them. So it's become more uh, strategic and less mm-hmm. tactical. I mean, you know, doing search has become more strategic. All of these things have become more strategic, but affiliate has especially become uh, strategic. Mm -hmm. And in this, um, great observations, and in this big ad tech space, and as an investor right now, um, where do you see a relationship between the whole ad tech and the fintech? And and what is that relationship as as you look at it from an investor's point of view? I mean... So I think of, you have MarTech, right? So mm-hmm. marketing yeah. technology, and this yeah. is like HubSpot and those sort of things. Yeah. And that's one thing, and that's marketing to people that you already have an audience with, more or mm-hmm. less, right? And then you have ad tech, and ad tech is more tracking and analytics and trying to figure out if the advertising that you're doing is working and how much it costs you and all of that. Uh, so affiliate networks are more of an ad tech ad play, tech, yeah. right, versus a MarTech mm-hmm. play. Um, and then, you know, you have fintech and fintech is its own world. And, uh, you know, it's more about dollars and cents or, you know, euros and, you know, or, or pounds or whatever currency you want to use. It's, it's more isolated to that environment. So the, the software that I see coming out now that people are trying to figure out is a way to sort of merge these platforms like a hub and spoke system where you have one dashboard that you look at and it takes your data from marketing, your data from, uh, you know, the, so the MarTech data and the ad tech data and then your financial data and kind of pull it into one, mm. one system so that you can see how well you're doing on getting people 
into the MarTech process and then how you're doing in that MarTech process. Because the funnel has changed. It used to be a very, you know, you'd be selling, right? You're selling, selling's push, push, right. push. Now it's pull, right? So things have changed from, you know, a lot of outward to a lot of just posting good content to the right audience and letting people come to you. And so that has changed the funnel, you know? So you don't see sales reps making cold calls that much anymore, right? Everybody's dependent on a good MarTech and AdTech combination to, to drive customers in, retain those customers, and convert more of those customers. So I think that that, that combination of things is still, uh, you know, fragmented. And, and mm-hmm. somebody, you know, there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there working on it. Somebody will come up with a platform that integrates these things and presents people with a very simple dashboard so they can see instead of having to log into 50 different places. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, right now, you, you know, you got maybe you're in two affiliate networks and then you got Facebook and then you got, you know, search and then you've got your display stuff and then you've got your HubSpot running. You got, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. You know, <laughs> and then all this stuff is going back and forth to your QuickBooks or whatever financial yeah. platform you're using. You know, so there's a lot. If you watch these people work, you see a lot of, you know, Google Docs or Excel spreadsheets being built. These things are monsters, you know, trying to figure all this stuff out. So I think that, um, you know, and then BI tools and analytics tools outside of that, uh, you know, Tableau and the like have tried to figure out a way to get all this data into one place to to allow people to to custom build things. Mm -hmm. But I think that is only for larger companies. Who can mm-hmm. afford those platforms are really expensive, and they take a long time to set up and manage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're they're not just expensive up front; they're just permanently expensive. Even though they don't tell you that, it's just you're, it's constant effort to tweak these things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, somebody needs to just sit down and really say, okay, what do people really want to know, and what do they think they want to know, but they don't actually know? There's a lot of romanticizing, right? Mm-hmm. I want to see this and I want to see that in these data, you know, these data places. Say, oh my God, you can see this and you can see it. And people get super excited about it. Da, 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 but you're like, are you really going to use that? I mean, are you yeah. really going to, no, you don't need that. Right. <laughs> you, you need the basic stuff. So. Yeah. And there's, know, probably, there's probably a lot of fantasizing going on now with all some of the time we have in our hands too. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, people are sitting here doing analysis to paralysis because they have nothing else to do. You know, just sitting there pulling reports and blending reports and going, oh, my God, look at that. I'm seeing a trend. And they're like, the trend doesn't mean anything. It's why. Yeah. So that's great. Greg, that's, that's perfect. I mean, these insights have been fantastic. And we're coming towards the end of our show. So um, I've been talking about this boss. And I, I just would like you, we have a whole show on this. And then Greg is going to be doing for Cinda a webinar on the boss system um, on April 21st um, at 1700. Can you just, for our listeners, just quickly tell us what the boss system is? BOSS stands for the Business Operating Support System. And what it is, it's a culmination of 25 years of research and, you know, 12 companies that I've built myself plus all my investments uh, and the study of how to create a framework that allows you to move from inception of your business all the way to an exit uh, as quickly and smoothly as possible, burning as little as money, as a little money as possible so that you can Uh, prevent dilution and keep your exit within reason. And so there are five stages to boss and it's meant to be very simple. If it's too complicated, then I think I've done it wrong, but it's now been picked up by universities and uh, accelerators, incubators. Uh, I mean, you know, it's, you know, Forbes books and uh, Forbes council and, you know, so on and so forth. So it's, it's a pretty cool system. You can learn more about it on the website. Yeah, I think so. And so um, we're pretty much at the end, Greg. This has been a great conversation. One last thing that you would like to say to the business people out there um, listening, you are going to be doing a webinar that's on your website under Greg, uh, under the website, uh, GregorySheppard.com under slash COVID-19. You're going to be doing a whole webinar on that. So please go to his website and sign up for that webinar. Um, One word of advice to business people, businesses listening during this crisis, what would that be? Adjust your business. That's what the crisis management uh, webcast that we're doing is all about, is that you just have to adjust your business. I went through the 
dot bomb and the 2008 recession and 9-11 and you know, I've been through a few of these things and you cannot run your business the way that you did before. You have to realize what is there, change your business to that new model and then move forward. And we go over that in the webcast. Great. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Greg, for taking the time to be with us again today. And for our listeners, we've been talking to Greg Shepard, CEO, CEO and founder of Boss Capital Partners. He is a serial entrepreneur, author, speaker, and angel venture capital investment. And we talked to him today about one of his first investments in the area of affiliate marketing. And we're, if you want to reach out to Greg, please go to www.gregoryshepherd.com and again sign up for his his webinar great advice adjust your business and you can sign up for the webinar COVID-19 on his website and if you'd like to reach out to him on Facebook it's under Gregory J. Shepherd and on LinkedIn it's under Greg Shepherd and on Twitter it's under Greg Shepherd Greg thank you once again thank you And listeners, you have been listening to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business channel. And the broadcast has been brought to you by Cinda Academy. Cinda is one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations, holds digital conferences in Europe. And the Digital Academy, the Cinda Academy, is available 24 hours a day under cinda.org cinda academy and there you can hear podcasts webinars greg's also going to be doing a webinar with us on cinda on the 21st of april at 1700 central europe time and if you'd like to reach out to me please send me information at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com and please don't forget to listen to us every Tuesday at 3 p.m. specific time. And if you happen to miss us, you can download this series on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. And with that, we're going to be signing out for this week and hope everybody stays safe. And please turn in, tune in to us again next week. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.